like a seal. Each view was known to her. From the parlour, Jeanne can see the lane and the olive trees beyond. The kitchen, too, faces the lane, but its second, smaller window looks into the yard with its drying clothes, the lime tree, the wash house, and a hen. She opens this window. The hen looks up. She climbs the stairs to the bedroom, their shared room with single beds, which sits above the parlour. She's higher now, can see more. More olive trees in their rows, the eaves of Perron's house beside the hospital walls. If Jeanne leans out of this window and looks right, she can see Montgoussier and Les Deux Trous and the five blowing cypress trees. And she used to do this in her early married days, lean out, her hands on the sill and smiling, feeling the sun on her face. Her best view south. Beneath her, the road to Saint-Rémy. Sometimes she sees the tops of heads, the dusty spines of mules. A second bedroom, it looks into the lime tree, green, dappled walls. And there's a final room. Was it a cupboard before they lived here? Or even a room at all? It's the highest part of the house, reached by three more steps, which means it feels safe to her, a little tucked-away land. It used to be the nursery. Here she cradled and fed and sang to each boy, and this made it her best place in the world, for a time. How they'd grasp her finger with all five of their own, how they seemed like fish with their soft, soft sucking sounds and round, reflecting eyes meant they seemed otherworldly to her, made for elsewhere. Jeanne rarely comes here now, but when she comes she feels her heart fill up for them, It fills now as she takes five steps across the floor and pushes back the shutter so that the room fills with light. Look, her vegetable plot, where she tries to keep the crows away with spoons tied onto string, the ditch that mules drink from, the same white hen. And there. Jeanne lowers her hand from her eyes. The hospital, Saint-Paul-de-Mausol. From this room she sees it very clearly, a weathered ship in a sea of olives and grass. Its roof is bleached by the sun. The pale blue shutters on every window are locked, she knows, with rusting hooks that can pinch the skin, and they're fastened each night, or in summer for shade, but they're unfastened today. Rows of them, thrown back. Each window, she thinks, is an eye, or each is like a tiny cave that her boys might have pushed their fingers into, trying to find what hid in its dark. The pale blue paint is old. It flakes, drifts down into the garden so that some of the patients have thought these flakes are butterflies or butterflies' wings or snow, carried them with shaking hands. This old known place, a garden of ivy, its boundary wall and corridors, its cloisters and pines, the fountain that's thick with moss. And him. A patient is sitting on a bench. He's far away and partly in shade, but Jeanne knows who he is. Hands in his lap. The mistral can make them worse. All her life she'd heard this, that that wild autumnal wind can awaken grief or rage or bring up the fears which, since infancy, have been locked away. That it can call to the animal nature in a person who's always seemed calm. There are too many stories to count. In the hospital, the breaking of tethers how a man beat his chest until it bruised. But Jeanne can add stories of her own, too, 
of how Law would sometimes push herself onto her toes and sniff the air when the mistral was blowing, or how once Jeanne had opened the nursery windows and, at that moment, a bird had flown in, both black and bright. A hard clapping sound. The bird struck the wall and her forearms, and there was a draught from its panicking wings and the shedding of feathers, and in its wake Jeanne didn't see the blood on her arms. She only thought of Benoit, my child. But he was unmarked and unknowing, sleeping on his side in his cool, black-feathered bed. Her boys, too. They seemed more quarrelsome in the mistral season, more prone to injuries or strange, vivid dreams. And each of her pregnancies began with that wind, as if it woke a deeper, sleeping, wanting part of Charles. In the afternoon, she lifts the chair onto the table and sweeps, makes bread, scrubs the kitchen floor.